Um, we had a lot of fun making it. Um, so yeah, I've got a few helpers, I think, that are just going to join me and take their positions. Brilliant. So uh, we're continuing on our series of Matthew, and we've been following Jesus throughout this, uh, and we're on the kind of the next stage, um, as the drama helpfully showed us. Um, so Jesus is now continuing on his journey, and he's continuing towards these two cities called Tyre and Sidon. Um, there should be a map that comes on screen. Sorry, I was a bit slow there. Brilliant. So Jesus is kind of heading upwards out of Israel towards Tyre and Sidon. Um, now these cities, they were Gentile cities. Um, so I want you to do me a favor if you can. When you hear the word Gentile, I want you to think not a Jew. I want you to think an outsider, not part of God's promised people. To help illustrate this, um, we've got a lovely group of platformers here in white. Um, you know, they're all friends. They kind of all love each other. They're pretty cool. And we've got Michael here in red. Nobody really wants to speak to Michael. Um, he's a bit of an outcast. He's a bit of an outsider. Um, now, we love Michael and platform. We don't condone bullying. So pathfinders that are coming up, don't fret. Um, but yeah, he's a bit of an outsider. They don't want to be near him. They want to keep him away. Um, and in verse 22, as we move on, we're told that a Canaanite woman comes up to Jesus. Um, and it says, she says, um, she comes crying out and she says, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Um, so we've got this Canaanite woman. She's in real need. She, her daughter, uh, other translations talk about an impure spirit, an unclean spirit. Um, she needs help. She doesn't know what to do. And she approaches Jesus. Um, now, it's important to remember that Canaanites were Gentiles. So what do we think about Gentiles? Think of Michael, outsider, outcast. Nobody wants to be near him. Um, so she's a Gentile, not only that, um, but, uh, sorry, uh, and, and John, in another book in the Bible, um, the Jews, they thought the Gentiles were so outside of God um, that they thought even being in their presence um, would make them unclean. Um, how dare this Gentile woman uh, approach Jesus and be in his presence? Um, so not only this, we've got she's an outsider, and we've got she's a Gentile, but she's also a woman. Um, now you're probably thinking, well, what bearing has that got? But uh, in these days, women were often seen as second-class citizens. They were seen quite low down. They certainly wouldn't have approached uh, the Son of God, King Jesus, uh, like this. Um, maybe think of it this way, um, for maybe some of you younger guys. Imagine you're out playing, you're playing your sport, whether it's football, whether it's your park run this morning, uh, whether you're digging holes in the garden, making huts, whatever you guys like to do these days, and you've got all mucky and dirty and you're a bit smelly and wet. Um, now imagine you're going to visit the Queen that evening. Um, do you think you would visit the Queen um, smelling of muck and dirt and like shake her hand and give her a hug? No. Some people maybe said, yes, you're pretty brave, braver than me. But I don't think you would. And I think even if you thought you might, I imagine your parents would want to take you home um, and give you a good bath. Um, now I'm not, not saying this woman was physically unclean, but she was spiritually unclean. And it's like us trying to approach the Queen. How dare this woman, this outsider, this Gentile, try and approach Jesus uh, as we move on, then we start to see Jesus's um, strange responses, and we call this section of the talk a strange meeting. Um, firstly, we see that Jesus did not answer a word. Brilliant. So this is this uh, sign, by the way, is the three dots when you remain silent. Um, so that's what it means. Um, so Jesus doesn't answer a word. So this woman's crying out; she needs help. Her daughter is demon possessed. Yet Jesus just remains silent, uh, just like Noah did in the video. He just said nothing. Um, this seems a bit strange, does it not? Um, the King Jesus remaining silent, was it that he was refusing the woman's request? Um, well, no, I want you to see that it's not that, because if we look closely, it's actually the disciples that urged the woman to go away. Um, perhaps they knew she was unclean, that she was a Gentile, she was an outsider, and they assumed Jesus wanted nothing to do with her. Um, so, yeah, so it's not Jesus that sends her away, and furthermore, Jesus doesn't 
um, accept the request of the disciples um, to push her away. So it's not that Jesus is outright refusing. Secondly, we could maybe think that Jesus is a bit unsure here. He doesn't quite know what to do. He's kind of thinking of his thoughts and he's waiting for a response. Because um, after, after they send her away, um, Jesus responds saying, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. We heard Noah belt it out in the video. And um, this Canaanite woman is asking for her daughter to be healed. She's upset. She needs help. Jesus hasn't said a word, and now he's speaking about lost sheep. What's going on here? What does he mean by this? Um, well, again, what Jesus means is in the Old Testament, Jesus often referred to his people, the Jews, as lost sheep, and that he would be the shepherd to come and gather them together. So he's saying here that I'm only, I've only come to save my people, not the Gentiles. So is it that Jesus is unsure of his mission? Well, no. Um, because earlier in Matthew, and I think we did it a few weeks back, um, Jesus heals the centurions, um, Gentile servants. So just like the woman, this servant was also a Gentile. She was also an outsider. She was like Michael. They wanted no part of her. Yet Jesus healed her, and he said, Truly I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. Um, and he tells them they have a place in heaven. So we knew Jesus knew his mission. We knew Jesus hadn't just come to save the Jews. So it's not that he's outright refused her. It's not that he's unsure. And thirdly, could it be that things are just getting worse? Um, We've seen her shunned. We've seen Jesus not say a word. We've seen him talk about um, lost sheep. Um, She's really in need. She comes and she says, help me, Jesus. She comes to him a second time. It's a real picture of need and desperation. And this time Jesus says to her, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Well, wow. Hold on a minute. Jesus is referring to this woman as a dog. Um, is it just getting worse? Um, well, Jews often refer to the Gentiles as dogs back in those days. Um, Jesus is reminding her of her position. He's reminding her that she is a Jew. Um, however, why is Jesus treating her like this? Is, it, is he purposely treating this woman badly? Um, well, if we stay tuned, um, later Paul's going to come up and speak to us uh, about the woman's response and hopefully explain that a little bit better to us. Thank you guys for helping. Thank you for listening. Thanks so much. Take seats, would you? And we're going to try, Ollie's just explained uh, how this passage uh, works, and we're going to think about what it might mean for us, and I'm going to get my, uh, uh, my Canaanite woman is going to come back, and uh, Jesus is going to come back uh, for a moment. Ollie was just explaining to us that the strangest bit of this passage is that Jesus says she's a dog. He uses this word. He kind of implies that she's a dog. Uh, it's a, uh, an ethnic term. It's pretty strange and startling. And we're going to think about what it means uh, and what, how do we make sense of it. But I thought what you could perhaps do for me, uh, first of all, is ask uh, one another, uh, somebody nearby or in a, in a few of you around. There's two questions I'm going to put on the screen here. And they are questions, if you look at what the Bible says, when he says it's not right to throw the bread to the dogs, what, what could she have said? What would you have said? Uh, turn to somebody nearby. What, do you, what might she have said in response to Jesus? What would you have said uh, if you were her? How would you have reacted to Jesus apparently calling you a dog? Okay, so maybe you've had some conversations and had a think about what you might have said. How would you have reacted? It's, it's a pretty outrageous thing that Jesus does in some ways. He he kind of makes this comment. He says, it's not right to throw the bread to the dogs. But the woman accepts what, she, what he says. You think about it for a moment. She could have said all sorts of things. And if you think, how does our 
culture at the moment? How does our society, what do we do? What happens if somebody says something that someone doesn't like uh, at school, at college, at work, uh, and you see it perhaps, uh, you see it on social media? Uh, You can imagine what she might have said, uh, something like this. She might have taken to social media and said, I'm so cross with at Jesus and his rude response. How dare he? I have rights. How dare he say this about me? How dare he use that kind of words? And you might have come across that. And someone says something you think, I don't agree with it. Jesus, how can you say that? How dare you say that about me? But the, the amazing thing about the woman is that she doesn't. She actually accepts what he says. Now, it's quite a big thing. It's quite a humble thing. Earlier on, when we started, we played some games, didn't we? We were running up and down, we were eating crackers, and we were naming people, and we got you to guess how much you think you could do and how much you could actually do. Were people bold, or were they humble in uh, what they uh, thought they could do? And what Matthew's doing here is he teaches us about what it means to follow Jesus. He's telling us two things. He's telling us, first of all, that following Jesus means we have to be humble, And it's no small thing to say to Jesus, or to not say to Jesus, how dare you? How dare you say that about me? How dare you think that of me? How dare you? Who are you, Jesus? It is a humble thing to say, I'm willing to listen to you, Jesus. I'm willing to hear what you say. I'm willing to hear what you think of me. The Canaanite woman does a remarkable thing. When she doesn't react that way, when she says, have a look at verse 27, she says, yes, Lord, you're right, I am. She's saying, I am a Canaanite, I am an outsider, I'm one of your old enemies of the Jews. But even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall under their master's table. So she is being humble, but she is then also being really bold. Uh, Think about this for a moment. She is also being really bold. She is saying... Jesus, I think you are so important, and I think you are so special, that I think you have room for me. Even though I'm an outsider, even though I'm a Canaanite, even though I'm a woman, I think you have room for me. I think I can be part of your plan. Um, The other night, uh, in the middle of the night, um, my daughter came into our, our room, um, my daughter is halfway down the congregation, and here she is. Sophia, would you stand up for a second? Would you do that for me? Poor Sophia has broken her elbow. Oh. Um, and uh, she came in the middle of the night, and she burst in um, because her arm was very sore. It was in a cast, as you can imagine. Now, she came in, and imagine it's dark, and she, can just, she just walks straight in and says, Daddy, my arm is sore, and I need some help. Now, she is being really bold, And she can do that because I'm her dad, and she knows she can just walk in. And there is that kind of boldness that following Jesus brings. Actually, because the Canaanite woman, she sees Jesus as somebody uh, special, she sees him as, as a Lord and a Savior, and she says, I know you can help me. And it's a bit like one of you, if you're a child here, you might burst in in the middle of the night to your parents and go in and just walk in. And you know that you can do that, and you don't have to kind of stop, and you don't necessarily even have to knock. You just go straight in. And it's a picture of that boldness that following Jesus brings. But it's those two things. Matthew is teaching us that to follow Jesus means, firstly, we're humble, 
we accept what he says about us, but then we can be bold and we can say, Jesus, I think you can help me out, just like a child comes in at night. Now, I wonder what this means for us this morning. Very briefly, you might be somebody here who's still thinking, I'm not sure if I do follow Jesus. I'm not sure if I'm, I'm following uh, necessarily. I'm still thinking it through. And in some ways, what I think Matthew would say to you is, do you know, that's exactly right. To, to start following Jesus, to say, to take that first step of being humble is actually a big thing. It's not a small thing. It's like the experience the Canaanite woman had when Jesus said that to her. It is a big thing to take that first step. It's a big thing not to say, how dare you, Jesus? You can't say that about me. It's a big thing to do that. But what if you're already following Jesus, as many of us here are? Many of us would say we are followers of Jesus. What does it mean? Do you know, this is what I want you to know this morning. If you are following Jesus, you took the hardest step already. Did you know that? Um, This is a a bridge that has been built in China, I believe, uh, and it's made of glass. Um, Now, if you're on that bridge... Uh, and you're walking along, and you're looking down and thinking, my goodness, what is that? Uh, you know, it's a big, big drop down there. You've already taken the hardest step if you're on the bridge. The hardest step is getting on it in the first place. And the Canaanite woman, that first step that she makes when she says, yes, Lord, but you can help me, that is the hardest step. The humble step is the hardest one. Do you know, if you are following Jesus this morning, you may think to yourself, oh, the hard bits are all down the line. It's going to get harder and harder and harder. Do you know... From the Bible's terms, you took the hardest step at the beginning when you said, I I accept Jesus, what you say about me, and I come humbly to you, and the rest of it follows. Can I encourage you with that this morning? You have already taken the hardest step if you are following Jesus this morning, and you can be bold in saying to him, Jesus, I want to be part of your plan. I want you to show me how I fit in. What can I do for you? You can be bold like my daughter runs in in the middle of the night and says, Jesus, I need you to help me and do this for me. Um, isn't that an encouragement? Jesus is, uh, we're, being, we're being shown what it is to follow Jesus as Matthew uh, explains it to us. Our Canaanite woman and Jesus, you can take a seat. Thank you very much. Um, we are going to uh, sing again, I think, and I'm going to hand over to uh, Ollie. Brilliant. Thank you, Paul. Um, Paul has helpfully showed us.